Hey, welcome. I'm Mitch Reynolds, Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM News Talk, 1410 AM, 92.3 FM. Thanks for being here this afternoon and this evening. This hour brought to you by Habitat for Humanity. Habitat for Humanity supporting us uh, here this hour and celebrating the construction, uh, the completion of their first twin home, 45th and 46th home the Habitat has built in Lacrosse. 608-785-7914, again, is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Call in or text in. Either way, you get in on the conversation this afternoon. 608-785-7914. Oh, and just in case you were wondering, uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, it is a free-for-all Friday. And a free-for-all Friday, meaning that anything you want to talk about, we can talk about anything that's on your mind is also on mine. Look, Crosstalk PM. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. 785-7914. If anybody sees Rick Solom, let them know that we'd like him to be in the building. 785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Uh, it happened today. The um, uh, Governor Walker has uh, signed off on those uh, all of the lame duck uh, pieces of legislation, all the lame duck pieces of legislation, or the duck legislation, the lame duck legislation, whatever it is, wherever you want to put that emphasis. Uh, signed off on all of it without making any vetoes, although he'd hinted at some. I might make some partial vetoes here and there, I think is kind of the words that he said. He did not. Just uh, signed them all and passed them right along. And then... Um, and then justified all of that uh, over a 17-minute uh, conversation about why he'd done what he'd done. Um, a- as I've mentioned before, and I just want to make this very clear, it's, I am not um, necessarily opposed to any of the things that he signed into law. Other than, I, I really, yeah, there's some things that I'm, I'm not really, you know, some of these, they lack necessity, frankly. It's really just about, this is all about political gamesmanship. I mean, the whole thing is, but uh, restricting voter, uh, early absentee voter voting to uh, two weeks is really just taking more local control away from local governments. It's just the state flexing its muscles and saying, we, you're doing, we're, you're going to do what we tell you to do. And um, yeah, so that's, that's really all that is. And, and it is, uh, it is, is as transparent as one possibly could be an effort to uh, remove the influence or light, lessen the influence of Milwaukee and Madison on uh, elections because both of those places tend to have uh, m- longer periods of absentee voting because they have um, you know they have they have on voting day they tend to have longer lines at the polls and so they they try to counteract that with uh, having the ability to vote uh, absentee voting early as earlier earlier as possible so that that's just blatantly trying to limit the impact of the voters in in those two cities but you know and i don't i don't know if you need to put a limit necessarily i mean i don't know if you need to say that it's got to be it can't be any more than 2 weeks i'm not sure what the point of that is other than just to say that i'm in control and i'm doing what i want to do but that one aside i don't know if there's anything that I necessarily disagree with. I really don't. I mean, I've read through bits of this legislation, gone through the the summaries and things like that. I'm like, you know what? These aren't bad. It doesn't make it good the way it was done. It's bad government. Lacrosse Mayor Tim Cabot said that. It's bad government. This is bad government. It continues to be bad government. And it's not. And, you know, Governor Walker today is saying it's all hype and hysteria when he signed these pieces of legislation, these lame pieces of legislation, legislation the duck legislation, we'll call it. We'll just call it duck legislation. When he signed them in the law today, he said that uh, the complaints about this was all hype and hysteria. I disagree. Whether And, and it's not because I disagree with the, the bits of legislation. I'm okay with the legislature. So he, he uh, handed out uh, tax incentives to Kimberly Clark. Those of you who missed that. Kimberly Clark now is, can earn up to $28 million in tax incentives over the next five years to keep their, uh, their Cold Spring uh, plant in Nina open. Um, and I guess their job retention promises as well. Uh, and you know what? I tell you what, those people in, in that area, those 400 jobs, they probably really appreciate that, uh, that, you know, those, uh, those dollars being sent to them by the state of Wisconsin. It's going to be really hard though <clears throat> to the, the state's going to, because Kimberly Clark didn't pay anything in income taxes to the state last year. So 
I don't I don't know where those tax incentives come from, other than like property. I don't know. I'm not exactly sure what the, where this where this money comes from. So I haven't seen the I haven't seen the gritty details on that. But uh, so the governor did that. He handed out that 28 million dollars to Kimberly Clark yesterday, and a part of the legislation, one of the pieces of legislation that he signed today, would have the the legislature sign off on those types of of, of things. And um, or, or I think it's just a joint finance committee. This is kind of inside baseball, but anyway, I don't. I don't think I have. A, I don't have a problem with that. Rather than the governor just signing on the dotted line for yeah, you here. Here's twenty eight million dollars. Go ahead. I, we're good. No, it's good. You go ahead, and take it. I'm okay with having elect legislators take the reins on that one. I'm okay with that. Some of these other things, I really don't think they're that big of a deal. Taken. In the whole, you know, if you take the uh, sum of all of this, it's really, it's incremental stuff. And I would agree with Governor Walker on that. However, it's just shoddy government. There are other things that I, I mean, there's parts of it that, uh, you know, you're specifically saying that you can't uh, intervene in in terms of federal waivers. Uh, uh, that's all, that's really just all bad government politics and all that kind of stuff. So that stuff is just, it's just, it's bad, it's bad form, it's bad form all the way around. Um, and, and, you know, I think people on the outside looking in and just about everybody who looks at this process recognizes that it doesn't matter if the, if governor, and governor Walker, man, he'll make a great circular argument too. He'll say that something is good because we did it. And so it's good. <laughs> He's great at that. He, I mean, the, this guy has built a political, uh, a well, that's it's kind of at a stopping point now, but a political career about over circular arguments. I did it, and it's good, so I did it because it's good. Something along those lines. He just he does it really well too, but um, but I think everybody recognizes that how the process went just isn't how things should go for the most part. Rick Solom, you got to throw in trampoline the in there or something. Yeah, trampoline. Not a shades. It's not a. Uh, it's not a. Well, it's not a. What is it? Got to wear shades. It's not it's, a hammock. It's a trampoline, not a hammock. Yeah. So wear Whatever. shades because you're. So wear shades because you're. Because the future's really bright. Yeah. What yeah. if we gave twenty eight million dollars to four hundred factory workers and told them they had to spend the money in the state somehow? Just you had to. You had to open a business. Is that? And then you didn't have to take the money, but like here, twenty eight divided by four hundred twenty million divided by four hundred and whatever it is, three hundred. And then seventy grand a piece? I can't I don't my calculator is not on, so I think it's seventy grand a piece. Is it only can we do that math? Is it only seventy grand? Seems like it'd be more. I mean I think Well then I mean what's seventy seventy thousand times four yeah, it's about twenty eight million, isn't it? Seven hundred zeros are in a million? Uh it's a lot. It's a bunch of zeros. Six zeros. We're gonna go six zeros. Seventy grand, seven hundred thousand. Is it four hundred people? Or well, it's close. It's three hundred eighty-eight currently. Just go four hundred. Yeah, seventy grand. Seventy grand. Okay, good job. Yeah, just right off. Of you it. didn't even need that giant calculator with the huge buttons on it. I know. It. I know. It's, it's a good thing we have that though, because it, it's solar powered, so it's going to last forever. Uh, seventy grand. So seventy grand is not. That's not no. A ton of money. These are these are jobs that pay like eighty grand a year. They wanted a hundred million, though, right? Or they—that was the proposal. They didn't actually propose anything. Kimberly Clark. Well, the theys and the legislature wanted to give. We want to give Kimberly. Clark. What are the odds Scott Walker goes to work for Kimberly Clark? I'm kidding. That's not going to happen. Never mind. <laughs> no. <would> just... <laughs> and his salary is like twenty-eight. Yeah, it happens million. to be twenty-eight million. <laughs> that would be great. Or it's like a contract, like seven years, twenty-eight yeah. million dollars. Yeah. I mean, that would probably be a decent CEO. Well, probably low-end CEO salary, right? Not in Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, that's pretty high. Four million a year. Yeah. I mean, I think that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Wisconsin doesn't have that. There's only a couple dudes that bring it down that kind of money. Giannis, <laughs> Middleton. Talking about CEOs, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Giannis is in that kind of rare air for sure. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I the know. timing of this is all funny, right? Like you guys. Oh, is our legislature? They're part-time workers, right? No, it's full-time. Oh, they're full-time. Is Minnesota part-time? Is yeah. That, okay. Minnesota's part-time. Yeah. Which is, yeah. Wisconsin has. I think we we looked at that once before, right? Wisconsin has one of eleven full-time legislators. Legislatures. Well, their calendar year is like seventy-two days. Yeah, out. they work. They work like six days out of the year, and the rest of the time, except they're, for they're this party. last two weeks. Yeah. We're up to twenty days. Yeah. Oh, they were they were working hard that one uh, that one night. 
Did we do the whole circus thing already? I mean, I was a little late. You but. were, yeah, and we we did. We did, okay. we went at full on circus music. Okay, yeah. so yeah, we're ready to we're ready to roll. But I appreciate you showing up. That was, uh, that was I was thinking about yeah, cutting out. No, I know it's Friday. I get it. It's not a problem. Sun's still out. It it well a sunny day. They're they're not they're not hard to you know you get an hour of sun now a day. You can go to the Christmas Riverside thing early though. You can get that out of the way at like six in the. 6 p.m. Ah, uh, five-ish, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, ro- I walked Millie through there yesterday. So yep. She liked it. She didn't pee on any of the trees, though, or anything. Really? Are the reindeer still there? Two. There are two reindeer there. She bark at them? No, she just kind of looks at them. Yeah. Okay, guys. I'm over here. She's about the same size, right? No, they're a little bigger. A little bigger? They're yeah. not very big, though. No. But there's only two. Well, I haven't. I didn't go there last year. A couple of years well, ago, there was like seven or eight. Yeah, right. There was like yeah the the, the regular about, amount of reindeer. I always feel sorry for them because there's just why sad reindeer standing. In, we have to stand here in this park. Well, for, they're just taking their. I mean, for now, and then they get to go run around on some big giant ranch later. You think so? Oh yeah. Or do they just go to the next thing? No, they have a limited. It's not reindeer year round. You get like reindeer one. Day one week a year, and then you got to go back to the ranch. You think they're you think they're living a life of luxury? Oh uh, yeah, the rest of the oh yeah, they're the they're, they're roaming around the North chase, Pole, <laughs> frolicking. Yeah, I'm sure getting getting all frolicky. I don't know. That's a good question. You don't think they're like living in pens and this is this is the I'm most f- the most fun they have is getting. Locked up in the slightly larger pen. Yeah, well, especially when there's only two. Now look at the room. we got extra room. So where did the seven. other ones go? Are they the other four or whatever it was? Did I they don't get? Know. Sounds like an investigative piece. Did they get eaten? Yeah. Are there coyotes? Well, coyotes out there? <laughs> coyotes malnutrition. Maybe someone poisoned them from the. Andy, if Andy's around. listening, Andy, if, if you're listening, tell us why there's only two reindeer. Give me a call. Uh, six Andy, eight, Andy or a certain? No, the Andy who knows who he okay. is. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Andy, the guy who knows who he is. If you've got an explanation for why there's only two reindeer, give me a call. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Any of the rest of us as well on the Better Hearing Center talk at text line. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. More to come. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Hey, thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening on this free for all Friday. The Better Hearing Center talk at text line is six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Bob says, I think the way your station and other media have reported about Kimberly Clark, the public thinks the state is sending $28 million to KC Kimberly Clark. It's, if, it's a, um, if it's about tax credits, it's not charging them tax that the state would not have received if KC shut the plant down. This way the jobs stay here and workers pay taxes. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I did just say that it's tax incentives, Bob. So, yes. It's a tax incentive plan. We, we've reported that over and over again. Bob, I'm, I'm going to suggest that you're probably hearing what you want to hear. But that's all right. I really don't, you know, the tax incentives, tax incentive packages, uh, worker incentives, employment incentives, that is how business is done, unfortunately, currently. It is what it is. I, I really am not weighing in on judgment. I thought $100 million was a little bit much. Uh, $28 million, I don't know, for what they have there and the number of jobs, maybe that's right. I'm not really sure what the new calculus is for all that. I mean, how much did Quick Trip get? 200 million, something along those lines. I mean, this is, it's big money that goes to tax for in, in tax incentives for big companies exclusively. Remember that big business exclusively to, uh, to expand or grow or stay or do whatever it is that they want to, you know, somebody called it extortion today. I'll go with that. It's extortion, but it's universal. And that's just, that's how business is done now, unfortunately. And we're left to pick up the tab. And it's the same with sports stadiums. You know the Bucks Stadium. The only the only team that's not ever going to do that. Well, I will say not ever going to do that. But basically, Green Bay Packers. They're not going to pick them and leave. They can't. So I, I just it's it it it's it is unfortunate. That's how we do business. And I just I don't necessarily have a problem with how much money Kimberly Clark has will get in return for the incentives for keeping the jobs there in the plant open. Just sucks that that's how we have to do it. Yes, Rick. I'm pretty sure that the Depends machine that I used to run at that plant was $28 million. So they're just getting one extra diaper machine. Yeah. Adult diaper machine. It's interesting. Uh, you know, part of this deal, I think, is for them to do $200 million worth of upgrades. Or I think that's what it is to their, their, their plant. I think it's to the plant, the facilities themselves. Remember that they don't, they don't get charged taxes on the manufacturing, uh, the machinery, the equipment. 
that's not taxable. Uh, but well, the, the, the facilities themselves are, which means that the property taxes would still be collected by, uh, still be collected locally. And yes, the workers would still pay income tax. So what does that mean? They have to like put cooler windows on the building or what? I mean, it's, can they use it? It's a pretty big place, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, so it's $200 million will go pretty quickly. I would think. New carpet, and it's not, and it's not just. I think two hundred million dollars, not for just that facility, but all their facilities in in Wisconsin. They've got a few more. So. Yeah. There's so that like way, it's Cold, Cold Spring there. is where you worked when you were. I worked at, at a couple of them. But I worked there one summer. Okay, at least right. one summer. I raced the forklifts around the parking lot. Sure. And stuff. Yeah. That's I did that's, a little everything there. That's yeah. where the fun is, racing forklifts. But like, they can't use part of that two hundred million dollars to upgrade their machines per se. No, no, because I don't think there's any, I'm not sure there's any restrictions on that. My, my point is, is that uh, the uh, property taxes, there's a there's a ex- exemption for manufacturing, for right. the manufacturing um, the stuff that they use in there. Because process. all they do is go, yeah, we spent $200 million, we added two more machines, and oh, time is up, $28 million, we got it, see you later, we're going to take yeah. our machines, because that's how they strip the plants yeah. down, they take the machines be, out and send yeah. them to India. Machines aren't, don't cost that much. No, but like okay. like multiple machines. Well, yeah, it's still two hundred million. Still you a lot. You just said two hundred million dollars would go pretty quick, and, and now for, you're saying for facilities, not for machinery. If, if you're if you're expanding facilities, it, it goes pretty. I think the machines are pretty expensive. I don't think they're that expensive. A lot of well, let's look parts. it up. Let's look up diaper machine. I'm gonna call an expert if we can find. Or if we can get an he used expert to work there. He's retired now. He's a little grumpy. Is it <laughs> great? Oh boy. Rod Solom. We're going to get Rod Solom we'll and, and we'll talk about asset management with Rod Solom. That's going to be brilliant. 608 785 like Join us here on the air. 785 um, Yeah, it is. It's, I'm not cheering any incentive deal. It doesn't matter whether it's Foxconn or, in this case, Kimberly-Clark or Mercury Marine or whoever else it was that we're doing this to. We get these big companies, and we're so hell bent on keeping these big companies that we're just we're going to open the checkbook, whatever it is. All right, man, tax break. That's fine. At the end of the day, if that if that facility goes away, those jobs go away, then taxes aren't collected, right? And more to the point, though, that economic activity doesn't occur, and that's really the that's that's the whole idea behind this incentive process is that it's it's more about it's about keeping business going, about keeping the economic engines turning. Unfortunately, it, it also, in this particular case, in the case of Kimberly-Clark, it also is supporting potentially an unsustainable business model. And that's not, all that really does delay the inevitable. Yes, sir. Did Scott Walker tour the state for these signings? Because usually it's around this, he's got to sign these, at, you know, at, at grade schools or, or maybe go to Kohl's and sign something. He was or? at a state office building in Green Bay today. In Green Bay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure why he did he fly there. You think? No, I probably I, he probably just hitchhiked. Well, he could have drove. Eh, I don't think he's driving to Green Bay. Yeah, it's pretty far. It's almost guess, three hours. My guess is that uh, Governor Walker's not really big on driving. To uh, he's probably going to take the jet, and you know, take the jet. It's it's a nice jet. Or why just, not? Or just sign the thing in Madison eh. for free ish ish. I think it's better to and be. Have, I think it's better. I think it's everybody. better to be in the middle of paper paper land. I think he ordered pizza for everyone while he signed. Like, hey, let's get some pizzas and he might it's have Friday. I, he might have. I I think it's better I for him. I think it's better. Do this. I think it's better for him to be in the middle of paper land when he's signing. Right, Drew. Friday pizzas. Friday pizzas. <laughs> that sounds good to Drew. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Speaking of Drew, we'll go to him in the newsroom coming up real shortly. Right here, more of your calls coming up right here on Lacrosse Talk PM. Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to join us here on the air, that's the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Call in or text in either way you get in. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. As I mentioned earlier, Governor Scott Walker today did sign those pieces of legislation that were passed by the legislature last week in that lame duck extraordinary lame duck session. Um, all vetoed without any partial, or I'm sorry, signed without any partial vetoes, uh, and, uh, just, and, and had a very lengthy explanation for why, uh, he was signing all of them, uh, and, uh, to, uh, uh, justify his actions. Uh, and you know, they, there's some things involved early voting and some, um, I mean, this is a lot of legislation too. This is like, I, what did I read? I think in total 1400 pages or something like that of, I haven't, I haven't 
read through all of it, certainly. There, there is, there is, there are parts of it though. If you look at some of the things that are occurring, there are parts of it that I think it's reasonable to limit the authorities of of a governor. And as I as I said originally, I think that's that's not an unreasonable thing. It's unreasonable to to take these actions in the way they were taken. Um, and I think that's. I feel that people that are in charge of trying to advance. Republican philosophies, core ideologies. I think this is outside of their values. I think if you are, if you do some soul searching and you think about who you are as a Republican and how you like to think of good government, it's not, well, they did it. We're going to do it too, right? When you think of yourself as a good Republican, you're thinking about core values, core ideology. And the core ideology does not involve actions like the legislature has taken and then smugly and self-righteously justified by, I don't know, the need to do it in the moment. And then Governor Walker, in the same similar self-righteous way, justifying why he signed all of it into law. It involves going about good government practices. So I, I don't think Jim Doyle did it, so can I, is a really good reason. And it really wasn't, it didn't really happen that way anyway. Uh, I don't uh, Let's see. And Douglas on our Facebook page is very good. I, I wish I just wish someone had done this long well before Walker was in office. We don't need a state dictator. And yeah, and I'd agree with that. I think that the legislature was more than happy to go along with whatever Scott Walker was doing because it uh, because it was uh, advantageous to them in the moment. But um, it is I think that it would have been a, a much better way to to. Uh, to look as if that they were really wanted to be an independent part of government by passing uh, limits on Scott Walker while he was in office. So there, there's, there are some good things in this legislation. Don't get me wrong. I don't think of limiting, and we've had some people comment about voter or not voter ID about uh, early absentee voting. How early absentee voting should be limited? How early absentee voting should you got it? You should have a valid excuse or you know note from your doctor or something. All those things. Early absentee vote and 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 one of the things that governor signed into law today limits early absentee voting to two weeks before an election. And you know it's yeah, I think that it's difficult to argue against uniformity in election rules. But I like how local you you allow local clerks to read their population and figure out whether they need to have additional days for early absentee voting. And if they do, then let them do that. And it doesn't harm the process in any kind of way. And I think that any argument to the contrary is just is just you're just making that argument because you're feeding into paranoia of people who believe that something crooked is going on. If if the folks in lacrosse feel like they need 19 days to to, to do uh, in-person absentee voting because of the number of voters that uh, turn out for elections, as in this past election, if they feel like, you know, whatever the turnout was, 85% or some ridiculous thing, if they really believe that they need that extra time, let them have that extra time. It's not hurting the process. I think it was a bad bill, compounded by how it went through the legislature. That's bad government. I would agree with the critics who say that. 608 785 if you'd like to join us here on the air, 785-7914. Tom is on. Tom, thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. Yeah, Mitch, you made a statement earlier that really irritated me because the, uh, you said that uh, Kimberly Clark doesn't pay any taxes. No, but every worker there files, uh, pays rent or property taxes, sales tax, state income tax, federal tax. Uh, uh, you understand? So in reality, Kimberly Clark does pay taxes. Um, you know, it's like this. Does Kimberly Clark make the paper for the tax forms? Right. Good point. Thanks for calling. 608 I think we did acknowledge that, Tom, but I appreciate the call. And and by the way, when I said that they don't didn't pay state income taxes, I mean, they're not doing it illegally. They're not doing something that's wrong. They're abiding by rules 
put in place by the state and by the federal government and how they pay taxes. Uh, just like every other, not every other business, but they, they took advantage of the new tax rolls. They're taking advantage of new tax rolls this year and rules this year, and they're going to save big on tax taxes. Um, it's, um, I, I don't know how they're spending that money. I mean, they're very, they were very profitable last year. I think they reported a $3.3 billion profit company. Why? It's a huge company though. It's a big company. Yeah. I don't, I'm not, you know, weighing in the merits of Kimberly Clark. I, I don't know what their model is for the future, what their strategic plan is moving forward, how they're going to, uh, how they, what the future looks like for Kimberly Clark. I don't really know. I know there was a reason why they were shutting down the plant. Right. And that future for that plan has been delayed, but it hasn't been put off inevitably. I mean, it's going to happen at some point. Whatever whatever plan the company has in place has been simply delayed by whatever this tax incentive plan is. I disagree. And somebody uh, there was uh, some state lawmaker again, lacrosse talk PM and wisdom. I've been trying to you can. Join us through the Better Hearing Center talking text line, 608-785-7914. There was a state senator who called that uh, whole um, payment to Kimberly Clark that uh, Governor Walker announced yesterday is some akin to extortion. It's extortion to the extent that businesses basically squeeze you and me, all of us, to so that they can help underwrite their continued profits. But the you know, in this particular case, Kimberly Clark did not come to the state looking for money. They had plans that were part of their you know long range planning process that involved them shutting down that plant. It's it's reorganizing their company in probably a pretty limited way. And this was just an effort by Scott Walker to try to and uh, um, whatever that guy's name is, uh, Jim Steineke, the representative for that area, an effort by them to keep that from happening. But yeah, to the extent that businesses in general do this and squeeze you and me and everybody else, the the guys that have, at the end of the day are actually paying the taxes, to the extent that they're squeezing all of us to get payouts in order to uh, to uh, help their balance sheets, yeah, it's kind of like extortion. I'd agree with that. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line 785-7914. Tell me, do you think, and when I say it's bad government, do you believe that, and we talked about the extraordinary lame duck session last week by the legislature, national news media is all over this thing. Uh, I think that there is some misunderstanding and misrepresentation about what these bills are, what are actually in these bills. There's some good stuff, some bad stuff. But do you think it's bad government to do it in the dark of night under the, you know, like I said, under the cover of darkness in a rushed way with a lack of transparency? Or do the ends justify the means? 608-785-7914. Do you believe so? If you are not a big fan of early in-person absentee voting, is it okay with you with how it were it has been curtailed? Or would you have preferred that it just go through an ex- a process a process? That involves something that's more transparent. What makes more sense to you? 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center. Talk and text line 785-7914. Again, we're also on Facebook and Twitter. And you can send me an email, Mitch at 1410wizm.com. Big victory for Habitat for Humanity this week, celebrating the completion of their first twin home. They did that yesterday uh, in La Crosse. They uh, had a dedication uh, ceremony, a couple of families moving into their new homes just in time for the holidays. Twin Home completes the construction of Habitat's uh, three units. They're part of a a seven-unit mixed-income development at 5th and Mississippi Streets in La Crosse. That was considered a game-changer when Habitat for Humanity jumped on board with a bunch of other organizations that were uh, going to uh, help redevelop that area of 5th and Mississippi. It's a pretty, pretty... Pretty cool project. The project replacing those, uh, well, to call them blighted rental properties would be charitable. And instead of those things that were there, seven uh, owner-occupied homes with a tax base of $1.3 million. That's all part of what Habitat for Humanity was uh, was involved with at that site at 5th and Mississippi. A lot of volunteers working uh, along with the, with the homeowners themselves and uh, the the volunteers uh, were certainly part of it, but the families themselves moving into the homes worked on the homes with the volunteers uh, for over 2,000 hours to put these things together. Again, these are the 45th and 46th homes 
that Habitat for Humanity and La Crosse has worked uh, on in this area with their partners to build. And, uh, and the family is purchasing the homes and will have, a, a, again, a wonderful place to live uh, for the holidays. All right, 608-785-7914. If you want to find out more, just go to habitatlacrosse.org for more information on what that organization does. Lacrosse Talk PM and Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. More to come. Stick around. All right, Lacrosse Talk PM and WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. 608 785 7914 is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line. Call in or text in. Either way, you get in on the program. 785 7914. Again, we're also on Facebook and Twitter. Send me an email, Mitch at WisdomNews.com. All of those routes available to express yourself. Express yourself. Gotta be you and only you, baby. Uh, 608-785-7914. Jennifer Schilling, not happy, as one can imagine. Called it cynical politics. Of course, in relation to Governor Walker signing onto the legislation passed by the legislature last week in that extraordinary lame duck session. Uh, Governor Walker, now the audio isn't great, but the Governor Walker today, um, at the bill signing, describing why it was, why this really doesn't impact the, um, this doesn't impact the governor's authorities all that much. The new governor will continue to, no matter what happens with this legislation, will continue to be in a position uh, where he can appoint the members of his cabinet, he can appoint to major boards and commissions, be it the Board of Regents or any other board or commission out there. He'll be able to make appointments, as I and other governors have done in the past, to positions like the judiciary at the county circuit or, or court of appeals and at the state level. He'll be able to make appointments to sheriff and district attorney and other positions out there. Those don't change. You look as well, administrative rules authority, uh, he and his administration will be able to put rules together and held the final say uh, through his office before sending them on to the legislature. Uh, that remains intact. You look at the budget authority, one of the most powerful budgets in the nation. That'll come out in a few months, uh, probably late January, early February, depending on his schedule he negotiates with the legislature, but he'll have the full authority to present a comprehensive two-year biannual budget uh, that'll set the parameters for the budget debate uh, for the next uh, four, five, six months into the future of 2019. That doesn't change. He'll have veto authority. Uh, he can veto pieces of legislation like uh, governors can all across the country. But in addition, he'll have one of the most comprehensive and powerful line item veto authorities of any governor in America. Uh, that does not change uh, with the legislation that's pending uh, on the table here before all right, that was Governor Walker. That was right before he signed those pieces of legislation today. Once again, signed signed it all, didn't veto anything. You know, he has that partial veto. He didn't use it. He thought about it, didn't use it. Um, so it is. there's a lot of comprehensive legislation if they're in there. I mentioned Jennifer Schilling. Listener says if Jennifer Schilling calls it cynical politics, maybe she should go on vacation in Illinois again for a while. Funny. That's funny. Uh, listener says uh, voters want a gridlock. They like things the way they are. Gridlock keeps it that way. Don't want changes for at least four years. Well, they didn't have gridlock. Gridlock was... That was before Governor Walker and Republicans. There was somebody who mentioned that there was an accident on State Road and Lozy Boulevard. Uh, Bob says, I think it's bad government. I agree with Bob. Greg says, government should focus on providing a good... Oh, this is in relation to the Kimberly Clark issue. Greg says, government should focus on providing a good economic environment for everyone, not on picking winners and losers. Markets are better allocating resources than government and equal treatment under the law is an important principle. Absolutely. Could this be solved by just uh, when the election is all said and done, you are in, like you take over? Yeah, that was recommended today. I think that, and it's not entirely clear in the state constitution. I don't think there's a mandate that there you, you shall have an inauguration, but it, it says it state it states it clearly in the state constitution that the the um, the term. How does it? I can't remember how it's put exactly, but basically, the next term for state government begins on the first Monday of January. So, the reason why there is that session because elections are on that first uh, Tuesday of November. The next government doesn't actually start to the first Monday of of January. The Constitution would have to be changed. Uh, it, of course, that could be done. Would it be better? I think that it's it's a little. It's a. I feel like that's a little unseemly. I think that if you have a a transition of power where there is an understanding that you are handing, you know, you you're accepting the results of an election, you're handing authority over to the next person, um, there is a, an understanding that 
that there's not going to be some kind of contentious, you know, armed revolt because of it. I think that that's, that's one of the best parts of the American system of government. Uh, I think if you remove that, and unfortunately, this is what you get, you get, you know, we get these dark of the night, middle of the night, trying to pass some bills, get them done in a hurry. It's worse than Michigan right now, actually. I think this is what you get when you, when you, when you don't have that, you get sworn in the next day kind of thing. It's pretty simple though, right? Like just have some rules. Like what if the the new governor takes over? It's so it's not like a marriage. So you're not married to Wisconsin right away. There's a transition, but hey, maybe the governors both have to sign off on the stuff that happens within the next month. I oh, think that would it, be I, so hard. I think it should just be it should just be about taking care of legislation that's already been voted on. If it's been, you know, the Kimberly Clark thing is a prime example. Uh this was that extraordinary session was just about supposed to be about Kimberly Clark, the house or the house. The uh Assembly had voted on it. The Senate had not. Um, that session would have been ideal to take care of that. There was a couple of other things that uh, that wound up be part of that but, extraordinary session that there was just unfinished business. A lame duck session should be unfinished business. But then that stuff would just start two weeks before the the November elections. Yeah. And then they can, okay, now we have it all set up. So when the election's over and we lost, then we can, we can run. We already have this legislation. At the end of the day, it really, what this, what is the, the most important part of this is that it's short sightedness on the part of Republican lawmakers because this is not, this just means that at some point in the future, this comes back to bite them. Right. And, you know, but when that happens, then we're called liberal hack jobs. You guys are. Yeah. You people. Us liberals. Yeah, you libs, liberals over libs, there. Jobs. Bunch of liberal weirdos over there. Yeah, no, and that's exactly what that's exactly what will happen. And it, and it's and it's reasonable to to have that criticism. And it, that might not even be it. It might just be when uh it could be something as simple as suddenly they're not in the majority. And then the legislature is making the decisions that they wanted to give the power to the legislature, but now Republicans are no longer in the majority. Um, it's just, it's just short-sighted. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. More to come. Stick around. Hey, Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. 608-785-7914 is the Better Hearing Center Talk and text line 785-7914. Also on Facebook and Twitter, you can send me an email, Mitch at WisdomNews.com. But once again, the Better Hearing Center Talk and text line 608-785-7914. Thanks for being on here this afternoon and this evening. It is a free-for-all Friday here on Lacrosse Talk PM, so anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Anything that's on your mind is also on mine. Uh, for those of you who missed this, that uh, that that debate over the VA transitional home near the bluffs on Farnham Street in Lacrosse has been delayed for another 30 days. So we get to continue the conversation about uh, whether this is uh, whether neighbors should suck it up and uh, welcome a VA transitional home into their neighborhood. We get to continue that conversation for another 30 days because you can't have too much of that. Uh, <laughs> The funny thing is, so the thing is, is that we we get calls from people who are who are insist they insist that they're not opposed. This is they they, they we're, we're not opposed to veterans. We we're not opposed to helping veterans. That really is not their argument. For those who are still on opposition to this, their argument is about their. You know, a lot of them talk about the property values. They are. They're not buying this. What what uh, what the uh, Toma VA is selling on this that it's not going to impact the property values. They they believe that it is. They believe that it'll impact the property values, the desire to live in the neighborhood, the safety aspects, all that stuff. They're concerned. They have a. They're they're concerned about about their lives, and about their families and about their homes. So, this will be another thirty days for for everybody to figure out what they're going to do, and then then. Uh, then make their decisions. Uh, Governor Walker making his decisions today, signing into law those bills that were part of that extraordinary lame duck session last week. They do a number of things, among them slightly constrain the authority of the incoming governor and attorney general. When you look at these bills, a lot of them, it's the, the concepts are okay. The process is what stunk. I, it, that's what it looks like to me. Tell me if you agree. Do the ends justify the means? If you can get to where you need to go, and have your side win in this particular case. I think it's a, it's a win for the Republican Republicans in Madison. If you can get to that point and your side wins, doesn't matter how you get there. If you can succeed by 
doing a you do you know making a shortcut doing an end around and it's not particularly good government is it still okay you tell me 608-785-7914 i do have people weighing in on the better hearing center talk text line right now sending me comments if you'd like to call in please feel free to do that again at 608-785-7914 it is a a weekend to uh to delight In nearly 40-degree sunny weather, because that's what we got. 37 and sunny tomorrow, 37 and sunny on Sunday. A little bit cooler starting Monday, but highs near 40 with sun in the sky this weekend. That sounds just about right, doesn't it? I'm okay with that. All that ice that I have right now in my driveway will then turn to slush. I can shovel it away and start over. Get ready for January. It's 32 now. On Lacrosse Talk PM, this is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. More to come. Stick around. Lacrosse Talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. This is Creed. There we go. Got that going on. Yeah. No, I haven't broken out the Christmas music yet. Uh, I did notice I was in a place today where they were playing Christmas music, and then today they were not playing Christmas music, which means that somebody, like a customer or enough customers, complained. And they decided that they were going to stop with the Christmas music. So, speaking of Christmas music, we have a Christmas, uh, we have our office Christmas party tomorrow. That's pretty. Is that tomorrow? Uh, yeah, it is. Get pretty drunk. <laughs> get all drunk up. Wait, don't we all get free rides home? Isn't that the, that's usually the case? Hey, I, Howard I, I try Springs and, for cabs rides home. I try not to talk too much about our Christmas party. Well, like people don't know people get drunk at Christmas parties. That's required. Christmas parties, there's a, parties in general. Are there's there's a, a level of awkwardness because um, you're forced in these situations where you're where you're conversing with people that you work with every single day. You're having you're having outside of work conversations, and it's, you're trying not to involve work, but inve- it, in, invariably it involves some sort of work. And right. it's, and at some point you look at each other and you go, God, we just we could just talk at, at work. Why don't, no? Let's just go yeah. home. And then you get you drink as much as possible, and you go home. Yeah, put put some extra food in in your pockets, and oh, you don't do that. Um, I mean, it depends on the food. There's certainly if there's it depends if the food is good enough. Yeah, if I can put get some uh, get some smoked weenies, throw them off in the box. Because when you're when you're out at a maybe a Christmas party with your friends, yeah. and not your coworkers, then invariably you ask your friends, "Hey, how's work going?" I think I, I think that's like one of the questions my brother asked me when during Thanksgiving. How's work going? How's, How's work going? going? How's your job? Going yeah. well, thank you. Did you ask? Like, he didn't ask you how your guitar playing is going. No, oh, weird. It's, I can play. I walk the line. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. Uh, the, when the interesting thing, what makes that interesting? Christmas parties or work parties is that you mix spouses into it. You get your uh, get your your spouses mix into the mix, and uh, if they're um, extremely extroverted like my wife is uh that tends to create a, its own level of fun so that should be entertaining well last year was great because we went to that game gaming yeah. place yeah. so there was extracurriculars so you could you didn't have to talk to your co-workers you could just beat them in a basketball in game. a basketball game <laughs> oh yeah let's play some air hockey we don't okay. have that this year kind no of we don't have air I, I don't think there's air hockey there might be bo- bowling or no pool, something maybe. pool I don't want to play pool. I really just want to play the, the is, basketball game. Who is the who's the best pool player in this building? Uh jeez, I don't know. Jesse? Who's like the closet pool player? I'm just thinking of like the person that goes to the bar the most, but I don't know who goes to the bar either. Would Brian Simpson be the best pool player because he's, he seems like he'd be a shark, doesn't he? Well, they don't they have events at bars all the time, so you would you'd be at like that would be a yeah. thing that you do a lot. Well, I think that he but seems like a bar guy in general. Like he grew up in a bar. <laughs> I was born in a bar. He yeah. just grew up in a bar. So he was playing pool the whole time. I'd rather play darts than pool. I don't. Well, like you know, pool. you know how Brad Williams is the, our closet bowler, right? He's the guy that is really he's relatively good at bowling, and you wouldn't really necessarily expect it. I didn't even know that, honestly. Well, I knew Drew bowled, yeah. and I know he bowls terribly because he yeah. said so. Yeah, but I didn't know Brad was a. Yeah. But that makes sense. Dude's that a ringer. Surprise me at all. Brad yeah. would be a. Yeah. Does uh, he spin the ball like so it curves into the? You know what I mean. I, I guess he's got moves because I just throw it straight, down as hard as you can. Yeah, that's well, how yeah. I bowl. <laughs> just I wail on that thing. I used to have a friend in high school that would get the lightest ball and yeah. then overhand throw it because <laughs> that's fun. Lacrosse talk PM on WYZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Who's this? 
Number three. 608-785-7914. Number three's on. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. You two dudes behave yourself at that Christmas party. I mean, it's not a given. It's not necessary. We won't necessarily behave ourselves. Well, you know, a lot of trouble start at Christmas parties. I know. Oh, I know. One guy gets I know. one guy, and the other guy looks at the other guy's wife, and then pretty soon. Yeah, hey. yeah there's always a woman involved. I for suggest sure. you two guys take up underwater basket weaving. Or All right. Something All like right. That. Okay. Anyway, I want to give you the report that was, Leaf Truck was down back in Hungry Point again today. Oh, good. 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 I'm keeping my fingers crossed that they get the leaves on my boulevard. Your neighbors. Neighbor. Your neighbors' leaves. I'll, I'll give you the report about the middle of the week. Okay. All right. Well, All right. that's. I, I, I actually expect them to be done about the middle of the week. That would be a. Do yeah, I don't think they're going to be. They got one pile out here besides mine. That, that's the only one I'm worrying about. Okay. All right. I hey, would behave yourself tomorrow night. Now your wife will tell you that too. I she will. I you know it's her. It's w- whether she behaves. She gets she can be, get pretty boisterous once in a while. She does, huh? Yeah, yeah, she's a she's a she's a wild one. She's a wild she one. Is. Yeah. Where's she from? Down south? No, 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 no. She's not. No, oh, she's okay. not. But uh, right. but she she can get she can get fun. she turns turns any party into fun. That's for sure. Well, that that's the kind of woman you want. I know, right? That's why you've been married, married so long. Yep. Yep. No, all right, ten four. All right. Well, thanks so much. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four is the Better Hearing Center talk and text line seven eight five seventy nine fourteen. I was mentioning earlier that uh, Governor Walker uh, signed into law those uh, bills passed by the legislature in that extraordinary lame duck session last week. Uh, there's people that have weighed on that and have, um, you know, I asked whether that in 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 relation to the process, not the pieces of legislation, and I frankly haven't waded through all of them, but little pieces that I have picked out, I thought, hey, you know what? That's not as that's not so bad. I, but is is the process? And if you will remember, the process was um, no no transparency, no public hearings. Let's have these votes in the middle of the night. Uh, that was the process. Does that justify? Does the ends? You know, some some maybe good things coming out of this legislation. Do the ends justify the means? Uh, let's say, yeah, maybe wrong. It may be wrong, but right out of the Dems' playbook, maybe why more are becoming independent, sick of them all. Yeah, and again, justifying your actions by the other guy does it is probably not something that leads you into down a path of uh, long term sustainability for. Or your group, right? Um, Greg wants to know who we're picking between the Packers and Bears. The, the Rogerses. You got the Rogerses? Yeah, I'm just going to go. Really? Yeah. Despite the lacking of offensive linemen, it'll just be a challenge for him. So you think they're going, Jason Spriggs is suddenly that the light bulb's going to turn on and Jason Spriggs is going to re- realize that, you know what? I actually can play in the NFL. They, they were wrong about me. Rogers will just throw it faster. Just. Come on! How many third downs? Let's let's not think about who's going to win the game, and think about and ask the question: How many third down sacks are there going to be? Uh, well, if Rodgers plays more like Brett Favre, zero zero sacks. He'll just throw interceptions. Throw but interceptions. Rodgers doesn't throw interceptions, so there'll be a lot. What? But if, Mitchell Trubisky or Aaron Rodgers? Like, what are you doing? Like, oh, Mitchell Trubisky, the guy can't hit anything. Yeah, he doesn't need to. Well, he's got to get. He close. Need, they, he's got to get close. Roquan Smith and Hakeem Nix and and and. Uh, um, you know that are guy. You naming Bears receivers? No, the the guys that are going to eat Aaron Rodgers. Oh, I don't even know you're you're you're, you're missing the the guy they traded. Yeah, for. the guy. Uh, you know, I don't remember his name. Whatever. I yeah, I don't yeah. know anyone's name. Anyway, so they're going to they're going to be cons- so the game plan is going to be what quick slants and and uh, screen passes, right? Basically, suck them in and then run it down and then do it as I mean, pick up short yards. You can throw quick bombs. Just Draws, quick bombs. Quick draws, bombs. Quick bombs. There are no quick bombs. It's not like the Packers don't have a running back either. I mean, they they could maybe run it. Though, then again, the offensive line. Bears thing. are number two in the NFL against the run, I think. Or number three, something along That's because they don't play any running backs. Okay, sure. Todd Gurley, that was last week. They held him to 27 yards, I think. Yeah, not a great outing. quarterback through four picks. So Terrible quarterback. He's not playing good, their quarterback. Your analysis is just brilliant right now. Jared Goff or Aaron Rodgers? Like, what are you doing? Like, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Just, let's see, Bears running backs. I mean, Saquon Barkley, that guy's nothing. Uh, <laughs> Todd Gurley. Uh, 
they played the Vikings when the Vikings didn't have Dalvin Cook. Sure. They played the Lions twice. There's no running back on Detroit. Buffalo, no running back. New York, no running back. New England, no running back. Miami, no running back. Tampa Bay, no running back. Arizona, not really a running back this year. Seattle, no running back. And Green Bay, first game of the year, no running back at all. I don't even they, the guy had number eighty nine on his jersey, didn't he? Okay. All right. They're not playing any running backs. They okay. played two running backs in okay. the last two weeks. All right. That's good. Okay. Brilliant. So who do you got? <laughs> I I think that Aaron Rodgers uncorks some kind of magic, probably. But I I I give the edge to the Bears. Bears played uh Saquon Barkley two weeks ago. Yeah. Saquon Barkley, 125 yards on 24 carries. Yeah, he's otherworldly though. Almost as good as Aaron jo- Aaron Jones. Is that his name? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Aaron Jones. I mean, they beat the Bear. The Giants beat him thirty twenty seven. The Giants. Yeah, Eli. Because they got one hundred twenty two yards rushing from Saquon well, Barkley. I mean, Odell threw a forty nine yard touchdown. He did. The Giants longest that was touchdown pretty awesome. Of the season. That was it pretty took, amazing. It took the Giants longest touchdown mm. of the season by their wide receiver. Wide receiver. Yeah. Two? No, it wasn't two Saquon, though. I can't remember who All right, was so you, you've you got the Rodgerses. I'm just going to take the better the, the quarterback. The Rodgerses. You're going to take the better quarterback. All right. Can't can't blame McCarthy anymore, So though the coach isn't any better. It was kind of weird that they fired McCarthy. Won his first game. Won his first game. First game as head coach of the Packers, you win. That's pretty good. That's not awful. I mean, it's against the Falcons, but. When, when you look at the matchup on ESPN, the players to watch yeah. at quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, at running back, the players to watch are Aaron Jones, and at wide receiver, the players to watch are Devontae Adams. So there's not even a bear on the offensive to watch chart. You're probably not reading that right. I mean, it could probably maybe it thinks maybe it knows I'm in Wisconsin. Yeah, no, that's yeah. But like, can you name a Bears receiver? I'm glad our listener asked us this because this has been enlightening as hell. Well, we've got two more minutes till news. So six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. If you'd like to ask us a question that leads us down a path of nonsense, please feel Walkie free. Bucks, anything. Six zero eight seven eight five seven nine one four. Oh, programming note before. Thank you for reminding me because we do have a programming change. Speaking of the Bucks, the Bucks will be on. Uh, no, yeah, what? Yeah, that's right. No, the Bucks will be on Wisdom at six this evening. The Bucks are no. Come on, that can't be right. They're playing the Pacers on a back to back. Was is it a home and away, home away type situation? I got a bookmark here. Just okay. What I have is Bucks at Pacers tonight, but they just played. Didn't they just play Cavs at Cavs? Okay, six thirty. All right, so not at Pacers at Cavs. Yes, six thirty. So it must be. Is there a pregame? Uh, on the radio, there is All right, so 10 minutes it, before in, me. In any case, we are preempting Dave Ramsey tonight to bring you Bucks at Cavs. And uh, if you'd like to listen to some, if I'm getting this right, if you want to listen to some high school basketball rather than the Bucks, at 7, Central is at Holman with Drew Kelly on the call. And that's on WKTY uh, 96.7 FM and 5.80 AM. More rebounds tonight. Yana DeCumpo or Tristan Thompson, who's had like 19 rebounds out of three out of the last six games? I'm going to go Thompson. You're going to go Tristan? I, I think that's the safe bet on that one. Man, the Bucks are coming off that bad loss to the Pacers, though. It wasn't pretty. Everyone's going to be steamed. Although Yana DeCumpo might have a sore neck again tonight. Sit him with a sore neck. 608-785-7914. More to come. Stick around. All right, Lacrosse Talk PM on WIZM. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Thanks for joining us here this afternoon and this evening. And uh, again, if you'd like to jo- do so on the air, it's 608 785 7914 785 7914. Listener holding on who purports to be Santa, I think. Thanks for waiting. Go ahead, you're on. <laughs> Santa Claus will be visiting the town of Campbell. Anybody and anybody from the surrounding area can come and visit with Santa Claus. Wow. He will have gifts for the boys and girls, naughty or good. He will have the the chunk of coals, you know, alongside, though. Sure. So you never know. And, uh, you know, these radio guys, uh, they uh, they might get a coal if they come and see Santa Claus, but uh, <clears throat> he will be arriving in La Crosse at the airport. He will catch his rest, and he will meet with the kids and uh, grandparents and parents and, uh, at 2 o'clock till 6 o'clock on Saturday, which is the 15th, at the Campbell Community Center, 6 
17 Plainview Road in the town of Campbell. It's not too far from the airport. So uh, come on on over and uh, visit with Santa Claus. Ho, 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 ho. All right. Well, thanks for that. Uh, Six zero eight seven eight five seven. Now it really is a free for all Friday. In case you weren't going to circus music, is what you weren't right after that. Didn't really have to. No guessing here. This is really, really what we're doing. You know? So Tristan Thompson's out. So the Giannis is definitely going to win that rebound battle tonight. All right. Uh, let's see. So we answered the Packers and Bears and got into Bucks. Uh, programming note: once again, Bucks uh, on Wisdom coming up at six thirty, and then. Um, Central and Holman boys uh, basketball game on uh, WKTY at seven. Uh, I had mentioned the VA transitional home and then in the neighborhood on Farnham Street. That's the Dave and Barb Erickson home that's been so contentious for the last I don't know three months now. Uh, listener says it's going to have a negative impact on the neighborhood all the way around. Everybody knows that, but what if they donated the home? It was sold, and the proceeds of the sale are used to purchase or rent a property in a more appropriate area. I, I don't know exactly what is the deal in relation to donation as opposed to selling it outright. It may have something to do with valuation. Um, the home is assessed at 400 something. I don't know if, if valuation in terms of the donation would be greater than that. So, and um, if you sell it, let's see, if you sell it, I'm, I'm going full taxes here. And this is my guess. I don't have an answer for you exactly. But if you sell it, no, that wouldn't be right. I was trying to think if you have to take capital gains on it, but my guess is that they're losing money on it. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. I'm guessing. I don't really know. Uh, yeah, boy. Uh, let's see. It's a big house, man. Seven bedrooms. Who's buying a seven-bedroom, four-bath house? Um, this listener, we were talking about the laws that were signed, or the bills that were signed into law by Governor Walker today, the bills that were passed by the Republicans in the extraordinary Legislative session last week, and uh, I think this is in response to something Rick said about they should have rules about this kind of thing. And the listener says they do have rules. They're called laws. The legislature makes them, and the current governor signs them into law. Elections have consequences. Republicans won the legislature. Yeah. Yeah, they did. No question about it. Uh, So that's a guy who's basically saying that the ends do justify the means. I'm just going to continue to say I think it's bad government. I think that if you want to maintain the... um, if you if you if you want to maintain the confidence of voters, the way that you do it is you function as a good government. You don't do you don't do dark of dark of the night, middle of the night, Literally. no transparency, um, no public hearing, voting on on bills that haven't seen the light of day. You oh. don't do that, or voters lose confidence in your democracy. You want to make short term gains, that's fine, but do that in a way that whereby Voters retain confidence in people who are representing them. I think it's just it's just short sighted, and I think it's again I'll 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 agree that I think it's bad government. Yes, sir. How many pages did you say? Like fourteen hundred? I think I read fourteen hundred pages, something like that. Of and I I got to go back and look at that again. I may have, I may be wrong about that, but I feel like it was some ridiculous amount like that. You think they had that loaded up and ready to go before the like November? I mean, elections? they're they're drafting this as soon as the elections get done. They just start right then. Some of this, now some of this, and to be fair, um, and I'm trying to think, um, I think the in-person absentee voting thing, I, that, I think it's something that had been voted on before. So it's not, not all of it hadn't been seen before. So it's, you know, some of it did fall within the, generally speaking, lame duck legislation and stuff that, you know, you're, you're finishing up business. So yeah, I don't know. I guess a lot of people probably don't know, like how this, like public hearings and stuff like that, like... I mean, people aren't really paying attention to this. No, stuff. but I think that generally, in in general, people have a sense that that our those who represent us represent us shouldn't be doing shouldn't be acting in secret, right? I think most people would. Yeah, if you ask, should should should, should our government should our government representatives be acting in secret? And I think right. most people would say, no, that's a bad idea. Yeah, we we should be able to voice yeah. our opinion on this stuff, right. which we kind of are, right? Yeah, right. Like most of us are After like, the this case. isn't good. Did the this uh, listener ask, did the legislature pass these bills to protect citizens from intrusive government, or did they protect politicians' power? If you're protecting citizens from government, the ends always justify the means. And I just disagree with that as well. I think, again, it's the process that needs to be protected. It's the process that needs to be protected. And if, by, if you don't, you are you are going to lose the confidence of the people who are are casting votes. The people who are, after all, 
what matters. That's what matters. Um, but I mean, I respect that you have that opinion. I, I feel like that's, you know, that's if, if, and, 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 and if I were to say that there's a situation, I guess when that would make sense would be that. Absolutely. To get the government the hell away from me. <laughs> I would agree with that. If there was a situation, yeah, absolutely. I just don't think that you want to, I think you want to continue the process as it is so that you're not, you don't have, you're not flipping the switch and all of a sudden you're changing government overnight. You don't want to have that. Now, obviously we're protected somewhat by a state constitution, by a federal constitution. Certainly there's things that are are immutable in in those documents. So it's, it's not, it's not exactly the topsy turvy world that I'm suggesting it might be but take you have to you have to take care of your democracy you have to take care of it 608-785-7914 if you'd like to join us here on the air 785-7914 is the better hearing center talk and text line I appreciate all of your input by the way on this we'll go to Dan Dan thanks for waiting go ahead you're on hey good afternoon Mitch hi there yeah Mr. Uh, Mr. New Governor said last week that elections have consequences and they sure do, because the Republicans still own the state house in Wisconsin. And uh, maybe, maybe Mr. Walker wasn't planning on losing the election, and therefore this wouldn't have been an issue at that point. And then you also got to look at what was what what did uh, every Evers what did he win by? Was it even one percent of the vote? Um, I, I don't remember, frankly. I mean, it was close, right? Sure. So there's no mandate here for Mr. Evers to go in and start uh, making a bunch of changes any way you slice it. Yep, he's the new governor. That's for sure. But let's look at it at another perspective, too. Let's look at it at the national level. you got a guy that was elected president. He's got nothing but headaches from uh, the opposition party since he was elected two years ago. How much of that is political, whether you like him or not? I mean, that's politics. That's the way it is. Should somebody be shocked by this? If, it would, if, if the shoe would have been on the other foot, if it would have been a Democrat getting elected out of office, would, would they have stood up and done the right thing? And, and the other thing is, is here is, is you're, at the end of your show tonight, you're going to have the old Jen Jen Schilling was busy not to get on and state her case. This is a perfect example of where's Jen Jen Schilling? Is she down in Illinois running from uh, the Republicans like she was when Walker got elected? I mean, it's the same old story. Democrats, Republicans, it's business as usual. Right, and and I guess the question is, well, whether it's shocking or not, is the question is it should be that kind of business as usual. Well, I guess if someone's going to stand across the aisle and tell me that the Democrats wouldn't do the same thing, and you believe them, are you buying that? No, because they did, and that's that's not that's not the point. They all they did do the same thing in 2010. They the exact same thing. Uh, They were less fewer bills. Uh, again, I don't know, do you justify the actions of your team based on the actions, the questionable actions of the other team? I think it's poor logic, frankly. And, you know, there, yeah, there will be consequences. Because at the end of the day, the Constitution guarantees an extraordinary power. And Governor Scott Walker, absolutely correct about this. The Constitution guarantees an extraordinary authority to Tony Evers, to any governor of the state of Wisconsin, in relation to his ability to veto legislation there is it is there they have to work with governor tony evers no matter what uh slight uh changes there are and again i think that for most of this most of the stuff we're looking at and we've discussed in terms of this legislation that was passed by the um by lawmakers last week in the extraordinary session i think most of it is pretty unremarkable and uh, they really do codify what has essentially become a handshake agreement between the governor and the legislature. Most of that I agree with. Not so much the uh, early voting thing. I don't think that really. Uh, some of it does limit the ability of uh, Tony Evers to, uh, re- you know, to seek federal waivers, for instance. So there's some things in there that are they seem really more spiteful than anything. And not necessarily good good government, but a lot of it is it, it makes sense. It's it's again, it's the process that you have to look at, and and was it done well? And it is it is adequate justification saying, well, that that team did it over there. 
I don't know if that makes a lot of sense to me. 608-785-7914. We got Ed and then other people. Ed, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Actually, you have Tom. So if okay. I can, I'll continue. Go ahead, Tom. Okay. Well, you asked if the walker should have done this or should do this. Here's my take. Uh, the Assembly is controlled by Republicans, and the Senate is controlled by Republicans. They were elected by people that wanted pretty much what Walker was doing and likes and what Republicans think is best for the state and for the people of Wisconsin. So now just because we ended up with a governor from a different party doesn't mean they should all say, well, I guess that's it. We're not going to represent the people that elected us. We will just cave and let, let the Evers do whatever he wants to us. They had the legal right. They didn't break any rules. They had the legal right to do what they did. And I, for one, I'm tickled pink. 608-785-7914. Try to get some other callers in here. Let's go to Ed is next. Ed, thanks for waiting. Go ahead. You're on. Yeah, change of subject. I forgot to see if I heard anything on that uh, bike report where um, they save $100 million over 50 years and heart attacks go away. And uh, (laughs) did anyone break down? how they came to all those million dollars in savings just because you ride a bike. I ride a bike uh, quite a bit, but I don't see barely anyone out there in the winter. Uh, I'd, have to, I'd have to look at that report again. I mean, that uh, they broke that down this week. Uh, I think that was Wednesday, as far as I remember. I don't remember exactly how that went. Um, it wasn't, and it, it, what they were counting was uh, $10 million in uh, additional economic activity if, uh, the 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 already planned infrastructure for um, uh, I think biking in general was built out and, and that's a big if but uh, if that should happen and there's a number of different reasons for that uh, uh, I you sound pretty skeptical that any of that is possible yeah the, the <laughs> yeah I have no idea how they came up with millions of dollars when you just ride your bike around but I'm sure it had something to do with climate change I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. you haven't heard anything. Yeah, no, we have the report. I just I don't have it in front of me. But I look. I appreciate the call. Thanks so much. I, it's you know, there's a number of different factors there, and I think that you know, there's health factors, and there's uh, property values that um, uh, increase uh, if you are next to a bike path or something like that. I don't remember all of it. Do you? Do you remember? Do you have any idea? No, no, I can't remember what that was. Yeah, I mean, it sounded it was somewhat it sounded, beneficial. You know, there's, there, there's some social science behind this. They were they're working some stats. I felt like they were doing something with the numbers that made sense, but I, I don't I don't frankly remember exactly what it was. Yeah, it's it is a little bit. It it feels a little bit difficult to believe if you make a bunch of bike lanes, then you can generate ten million dollars worth of economic activity. Maybe I don't know. Maybe. This is Wisdom. I'm Mitch Reynolds. Oh, my goodness. I'm Mitch Reynolds with Crosstalk PM and WIZM. Thanks for uh, riding along here this afternoon and this evening on our free-for-all Friday. Thanks for all of your input on the issues, pressing issues of the pressing issues of the day. It's so important. We're like protecting democracy in the studio. That's what's amazing. Yes, Rick? On the Facebook page now, you can go cry about Scott Robert Shaw's comment. Oh, do that. Rules. Do that. That's always fun. Buck's coming up on Wisdom in just about a half an hour from now. Uh, sorry, Jennifer Schilling. Couldn't get her in. That's going to happen someday. Eh, maybe. Thanks, my love, to Anna. For Rick Solom, I'm Mitch Reynolds. We'll talk tomorrow right here on Wisdom.